You're tuned into Talking Respect with Hannah Benani. This is episode 32 with Alexandra Suave. Balancing work life as a parent. Leo Zhu once said, knowing others is intelligence. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mastering others is strength. But mastering yourself is true power. Alexander Suave is an MVP at Arbonne and a leadership coach from sunny Miami. And today she shares with us her top tips on how to be productive as a working parent and what to do to incorporate key daily habits to ensure a successful day. She speaks about being a woman in leadership without being disliked and how to have self-belief when doubt kicks in. So if you're looking to learn a few tips on working from home and how to optimize your working day, then tune in to today's podcast. Welcome to Talking Respect. Can't wait for you to share all your invaluable insights and your entrepreneurial experience as well as being a working parent. Um, can you start first of all, please, by sharing with us your background and how you started your journey as an entrepreneur and where you're at now. Oh my gosh, Hannah, I'm so happy to be here. And you know, when I look back at my background, it would never, it gave me an inkling of me becoming an entrepreneur or being passionate about the law of attraction and leadership and positive living. I actually grew up in a really small town in Ontario, Canada, with very little people that were big dreamers, very small fish tank. And um, I actually had a small dream when I was in high school to work in fashion. I thought to myself, I want to work in something that's fun, that's happening. And the one thing that could like, just kept coming back to my mind was fashion. And so that's really where my journey started. Um, you know, being witnessing a big, big business being to play, they basically treated me, you know, like I was family and I was working alongside the owners of that large company that had over 300 stores all across Canada. And I started to really see from an outside point of view, but from close proximity, what it was like to be an entrepreneur. And I remember having that desire in my heart to have a big business in my name one day. And uh, that big business came into the, so the form of social marketing, which I didn't know anything about. And that's really how my journey started. I, st I got affiliated with the direct selling company. And that's really how my journey started. It was like to make an extra three, $400 a month. And little did I know that I was going to start to build a global empire from that point on. What are three habits that you've learned from being your own boss? Oh my gosh. Minding your mind. Okay. If only people could see from the outside looking in how it actually takes a determinant effort to be in a positive atmosphere. Okay. So what thing that I really started to adapt right along my journey when I started to become an entrepreneur was starting to use up like my empty time, times that don't seem so mundane, like chopping up vegetables in my kitchen, being in the car, listening to radio, folding up laundry. I mean, I'm a mom of a two step mom of three. I'm a busy, busy woman these days. And so I really use up that time for myself as I don't fill in, I don't let blank times. And I also be, I'm very, very mindful of how I feed my brain. So that's definitely the number one thing is audiobooks, podcasts, just like yours, and taking up that time rather than just be on default and being fed information on default. I make, I'm very, very purposeful as how I'm feeding my mind. Reading, 
we say it often, you know, we hear it so often, readers are leaders. And I look back 10 years ago, you would you couldn't even pay me enough to read. And now I look at my library of over like five, seven hundred, hundred books, and I realize now that was the determinant factor of me being like five figures in debt, living really not prosperity and not prosperity at all, and not having really good networks. And then all of a sudden becoming a reader, evolving. And then what we evolve into, we attract who we are, not what we want, right? And so I started to attract such different types of thinking, people who were actual readers, people who are expansive. It brought me on another journey. And of course, being really, really mindful of my schedule. And that was one thing that I didn't understand when I first became an entrepreneur was the fact that I had to schedule in time. So I thought scheduling time of learning, like reading, podcasting, you know, training audios were actually working. But what I realized later was that that was an income producing activity. So really being mindful of the, the scheduling my time of learning, creating that empty time slot in my day, you know, making sure that all those empty stop, slots in my day are really filled in with nourishing my brain with the good stuff or having a really good connecting conversation. And then the scheduling the part that's income producing. So anything that's bringing me income in the long run. So uh, whether that be, you know, in, in any type of different people's businesses, whether that'd be actively prospecting, whether that would be sending out information about what you do or creating advertisement, any of those things that would be generating income in the long run, being really mindful of scheduling that on a daily basis, because it's just those little things every day that add up to big things in the long run. Wow, I couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, it's so important to work in the here and now so that you can actually invest in yourself in the future. Um, but I think a lot of people are just all about trying to get the the in now, you know, try and get the income yeah. immediately. But the reality is that the, the the income that comes immediately is not necessarily what's going to serve you in the long run. Um, absolutely. So absolutely, 100%. couldn't agree with you more on working on yourself now for the for the future. Can you share with us more about Arbon and what your experience has been like working with them? Oh my gosh, of course. I never thought in a million years that I would be selling products, but I'm proud to say that I do. And I really don't feel like I sell products. I actually, I use the products and I share them with other people and I coach and train other people to build a business with them. And so how that works, it's actually a 42-year-old company. And what they do is that they don't pay for advertisement. And so they rather use people like myself that actually want to use the products that are willing to share. And based on our influence, if we influence a little bit of people to purchase products, then we get paid a little bit. And if we influence a lot of people to purchase products, then we get paid a lot. And so the cool thing is, is I've never, I, when I was first introduced to this, I, like I said, I was five figures in debt. I was definitely not prosperous. I was working, overworking myself 60, 70 hours. And what I loved about this was that I was able to implement it into my day to day as a plan B. And it just was a way to diversify my income that was coming in. It was for an extra four or 500 bucks a month. And now 10 years later, I look back and it really put me on the route of being an entrepreneur because I learned that I could get paid according to my value. I get rewarded in so many great ways. And Arbonne is one of the largest vegan certified companies in the world. They're non-GMO, they're B certified, they're, they have so many great values. And what their mission is, is really to leave the people and the planet better than they left them. And I love that. I mean, I, I always want to be affiliated to something that's good. I mean, I have so many other projects like writing a book and, you know, impacting other people through different means, but definitely Arbon has definitely put me on that route and it's going to be my forever baby that I love to, to grow and to help people do the same thing. Many people listening in today are 
working parents and specifically women with young children um, who work and some of them who actually work from home. Can you share with us how do you manage your full working day? Um, what advice would you have to share with us in respect of this? Okay, Hannah, this is going to be the thing that people, <laughs> like, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this thing, it cha- it's going to yeah. change your, it's going to change your life. Okay. Um, Because God knows as a mom, like, and there's so many moving parts when we have big desires in our heart, we want to make big things happen. We have the desire. And then all of a sudden we wake up our day and then like the moving parts took up all of our day. And all of a sudden we're going to bed and we think to ourselves, I didn't move that inch forward at all. And it, how uh, like unfortunate and saddening it is to be going through that motion on a day-to-day basis. And I see so many moms, then when I share them this trick, they're like, Oh my God, it's changed my life. (laughs) Okay. So I heard this from a mom before on stage one year at a conference and I started to implement it and it's actually changed everything about how I work my business. Okay. So I used to feel like I had to actually physically sit at a desk and do what I needed to do. And now I've implemented in doing this, literally, I mean, we're in a virtual world now. Most people can work remotely from anywhere. And so I have timers on my phone that actually say out my affirmation. So like I have one that's like million dollar mom. I say one that I'm an example of perfect health. I'm a ray of positivity. So I definitely put alarms on my phone. So I have four alarms that go off throughout the day and they all have an affirmation you can change your alarm to have an iphone you can instead of an alarm you can change the affirmation so first of all that that alarm feeds my brain really good stuff so the minute that alarm goes off it's my cue that i'm going to take my 15 minutes so i put my timer on for 15 minutes okay and i don't allow myself to scroll i don't allow myself to have like any interruption that is non-income producing. And so when I was talking earlier about scheduling my income producing activity, that's really where I fit that in, in 15 minute blocks. So I work my business with clear intent for an hour a day, and it could be more other days, but no matter what, my bottom line is one hour a day, 15 minutes. Okay. So it's broken out in 15 minutes. So it's four, four times. Cause God knows we we're all distracted beings, especially with social media these days. Like it's like, you could end up scrolling for 15 minutes and it just flies right by even 45 minutes. But then uh, for some reason, having income producing time, like you look back and you're like, why, why did it not, why did I just not put it in? So this 15 minutes really doesn't let me scroll get distracted, pick up a call that's not income producing. So I'll take time to really create connection, to really send out samples, to send out a reach out, to do all the things that I need to do in those 15 minutes. And I feel like a new refreshed woman at the end of the day, because it was really only an hour spread out, which how many of us spread? I mean, we all get that notification at the end of the week with our iPhone saying how much time we spent on it. And, you know, we, we all can spare ourselves an hour. It's just finding that hour. I found splitting it up. I mean, I have, I feel like I have ADD, which many of us do these days, but like that just helps me <laughs> narrow down and really get isolated in what I need to do. So I send out the email, I follow up on the things that I need to get done and just creating that to-do list in the morning of what it needs to be done within those 15 minute increments. It doesn't make me feel overloaded. It makes me feel so accomplished to know like, okay, one, two, three, I did got that done in 15 minutes. Now what's the next thing I got to get done in 15, the next 15 minutes. And it just, you, you end up your day feeling so remarkably proud of yourself and that builds confidence, right? 
That is a real killer. Thank you so much for sharing that. I just want to know one thing. Is that 15 minutes, like um, 15, so four, four slots of one hour? Is that how it works? Yeah, four, slot, four slots of 15 minutes and it's an hour throughout your day. So you have four slots. So I have one, for example, that's going to go off right after I get off, right after I get, I get off here at 10 a.m. my time. And then there's another one at one o'clock and there's another one at three o'clock and there's one at nine o'clock that I do later on in the evening, just because once I put the girls to bed, then I get a little bit of things done. And I know that I never have calls at 9 p.m. But some people have different work times. Like they'll do it throughout the day. They'll do half hour here, a half hour there. But just knowing that in those increments, you're not spending time on that phone scrolling. You're really being intentional and everything starts and stems from intention. As your leadership coach, what advice would you have to share with women who want to be better at demonstrating leadership without being disliked? That's such a good question. I mean, we're in a world of comparison and we're, you know, so many, the, the outside world is trying to tell us to be so concerned with what the outside world thinks of us. But, you know, if I can bring this on a, like a little bit of an elevated um, spiritual means, I really believe that success is spiritual. I really believe that um, leadership is servanthood. And you can't be serving people and thinking about how you're looking at the same time. This is all about how you're leaving people better than you found them. And if somebody is considering like leadership and they want to be so concerned with how people like them, it's not their place. And, you know, there's so much reward that comes through from being leadership positions, but there's also so much like I've, I've had, I've used to say, you know, leadership is very lonely at the top because there's sometimes that, you know, living in integrity and living in grace and, you know, send, being in service to other people can be very lonely at times. And so if you want to be in a leadership position, you've got to really build that confidence up to let go of what people think of you. Because once you do that, you will leave people better than you found them. And that's truly what this is all about when we're, we're on a mission to be in that, that space. There's always going to be somebody that's going to have something to say about us, right? I always yeah. say, you know, the people, the people who have something to say about us are always the people who are doing less than us. So I'm always in a mission to do more than, than the people who want to be busy talking about me. So when we're so busy in our purpose, we won't be busy thinking about what other people are thinking about us. And I know that's a really, I, I've challenged myself in that so often. And I always come back to like, how many people did I touch today? How many people did I leave better? Did I, you know, I want to be impacting people positively throughout my day every single day, whether that's through an individual conversation or through social media. But, you know, there's always going to be somebody that's got something bad to say. And the reality is, is that when people have something bad to say or uh, have a bad perception, that's all about what they're pouring into themselves. You can only pour out of yourself what you're pouring into yourself. And truthfully, I really want to be around people who are pouring into themselves really good stuff that then they pour out really good stuff too. And so... I know for sure the the biggest leaders that I know don't spend time in gossip because it's very low vibrational. Uh, you know, the biggest leaders that I know are always seeing people in their all of their potential and all of their grace and with so much love and care. And so that's the kind of people I want to be around. I mean, the people who are, are sitting there in judgment is normally the people that aren't, don't even have the guts to do something. So feel proud of yourself. Uh, I, I'd say this to the person that's listening and worried about whether people are thinking about it's like, be proud of the person that you're becoming by showing up. And, uh, you know, it takes guts to show up in the world and to be living out your purpose and to be serving people the way that you should. And you'll never accomplish that if you're so caught up with what, how you're looking. You know, I always say like, you can't, 
you can't look good and make things happen at the same time. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know any of us that have been like working like on a fitness journey and working out and trying to look good at the same time. But it just it, it's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in leadership. You know, there's going to be times that you don't look so good, but you're actually making a really big impact in this world. And I think that's really what our purpose here is: is you know to leave people better than we found them and to to leave our mark and possibly to build a legacy of positivity or anything that that really resounds with somebody that's listening on here today. I mentor women in law and one common theme that I've noticed is their lack of confidence in their abilities. What I find is that a lot of them have, um, you know, a whole lot of work experience behind them, a whole lot of accomplishments and achievements, but they just stumble when it comes to believing in themselves. What advice would you have to share with us today about self-belief um, that can assist a people to advance in their careers and businesses? Okay, this is like my jam. Okay, Hannah, like I lo- this is everything that I live and die for is all about confidence because okay, I don't I you know, I think we all we all lack confidence at certain times. I mean, you know, we all look back at our teenagehood and we think, oh my God, you know, nobody comes out of the womb. Like, you know, well, I think we do come out with so much confidence and then it was somehow along the way we lose it all. And then we got to rebuild it all. And uh, one thing that I do know for sure is that our success is a hundred percent relevant to how much confidence we have. So our, if we're on a mission to create massive success, to create massive impact, to leave people better than we found them. Then, and it's our personal duty to be building up that self confidence. And you know, I often say when I'm coaching people, "All right, so if you and I come to the table and we're playing poker, for let's example, and I, I I've got a hundred chip and you've got one. How much do you think I'm gonna? How do how do you think I'm gonna feel between the, the two of us? Who's gonna be more confident in placing bets? Right? Like, yeah, I'm sure you could answer that question, Hannah. Like, how, who's going to feel more confident in placing bets if we've got less chips? You know, you're going to have the one person that obviously has more chips betting a whole lot more. So what our goal is, if we want to be building something of relevance and big impact, we've got to fill our cup up and make sure that we've got a lot of chip in our back pocket. And so that's why confidence is so important, because it's going to give you that extra edge when You've got let you know that courage, that grit, that thing to keep pursuing because you know I've seen it so many times. Women fall, get themselves in business and they've got they lack so much confidence. They get you know a few little rejections here and there, and then they're totally out. And so what we want to do is you know be very mindful that rejection is God's protection first of all, and second of all, you know rejection is part of the path. I mean I don't know anybody who's ever been successful without any failure. And so knowing that when you're indeed you're getting on the path of success. Knowing that failure is going to be part of it, you got to build that confidence muscle quite a bit. Okay. And even 10 years into my journey, building a multi million dollar business, I mean, I, I lead hundreds of people. I did just see myself as people would think, oh my God, she oozes so much confidence. That is a mindful thing that I do every day and that I coach people to do every day. So if you were to come in my house, Hannah, which I hope you do come to South Florida and see me, uh, you know, you would see affirmations on my fridge. You'd see affirmations here in my office and, you know, my dream, my dream boards and keeping my goals really, really relevant. I have a dream board in my office that is relevant to mostly pertaining all of my professional goals. And then I have another dream board in my, uh, my 
a bedroom that's pertaining to a lot of my personal goals. And when you go to my bathroom, my main bathroom upstairs, there's literally four sheets of affirmation. Okay. So one of the quickest ways to build um, confidence is really all about affirmation and affirming the I am, the I am affirmations. I am the light of the world. I am confident. I attract all the people, places, and circumstances to attract my goal. I leave people better than I found them. Like just really affirming. Like I, I everywhere I go, I attract the right people, places, and circumstances. That's my favorite, favorite, favorite one. Is I the one that I say it all the time. And you know, I ooze out all positivity. I, you know, all these different things. I I live a great life, and it just keeps getting better. You know, all these different things just to affirm where you're going. And so let's say your goal is you know, wh- whatever your goal is, just affirm on it that you're achieving it this year. Feel so good and feel in that celebration of already knowing that your goal is done. Because so often I talk to people and they say, I'm trying to achieve something. Okay. And the reality is, is that trying is such a low vibrational uh, means of wanting something. You have to say that you're achieving it. You're achieving it. This is what's happening. And how many times have I said that I was achieving something and I didn't necessarily achieve it at the time that I said I was going to, but now looking back decade later, okay, well, you know what? I was so affirmative on that being a non-negotiable that it was going to happen. I built the affirmation. I built the confidence, which then led me to having the, the grit the, and the, the stamina to stand up and to show up in that version of ourselves. So like I said earlier, we don't attract who we want, who we want in our lives or what we want. We attract who we are. And so the goal here is really to cl- set a clear, clear intention on who do you want to become? Because so often we think about what we want, what we this and that. But at the end of the day, you got to really be mindful of who are you becoming and what does your life look like? So another thing that you could do is create your biography. Let's say looking back 20 years later, you know, write your biography, Alexander Sove, you know, a top selling author, world-class leader, like write it out, mom of, mom of two and, you know, all these different things that you want to be writing out for your life write it out before it happens and start stepping into that person as if it's already done. It's already declared. You wrote it down. There's no going back and you'll see yourself walking into places differently. You know, I, I always used to tell people like, how, you know, if you were already earning $10,000 a month doing what you're, you're, you're on the path to creating, how would you show up in the world? And the person goes, oh my God, I would show up so differently. And then like, oh, if, if you had rejection, you were already earning 10, I'm just giving this as a perfect example. Like you're already earning $10,000 a month. How would you be reacting if somebody rejected you? And the person goes, oh, well, I wouldn't be prepared. So the, the goal here is to act with that intention of what you want in your mind, act as if it's already done, have the confidence and also have the reaction of the person that you want to become. And soon enough, you know, we used to say, hey, uh, fake it till you make it. I don't like the word fake. So I like embody it until you make it because you will uh, literally attract the right people, places and circumstances to you to be, to become that person. And it, it's unbelievable. Like your, your brain reacts to, to what you perceive in your mind, not to actually real reality. And one great author that I love a lot is, um, uh, Joe Dispanza. He speaks so much about this. Uh, so often, like he's talked about people of self-healing, and so many different aspects. So I really encourage any of your listeners, like they want to dive deep in this. Uh, Joe Dispanza is a really, really incredible teacher. But can I ask, how do you manage the people where they think, oh, this person's too high energy for me? You know, this person is just a bit too much for me. Like, how do you come across in a way that doesn't intimidate people? Yeah, I love this question, Hannah. And you know, 
The thing is, is I realize now whenever something strikes at me or pinches at me of like something that I see in somebody else, everyone is a mirror of little things that we have inside of ourselves. Okay. So whether you're seeing something, some anyone you're seeing is a reflection of you. Okay. So when you're mindful of that, you send so much more grace to them. And one thing for sure is sometimes we, we kind of repel something that we actually would desire in a way, because why wouldn't we want a lot of joy in our life? Right. I, I know that I know exactly who you're talking about right now, Hannah, because I've been like this at times. I, w- I would look at people that are living this exceptional life and they'd be so overjoyed with life. And like, you know, I would be sitting here living a miserable life. And I, you know, so many things were happening. I mean, it, it felt like life, life would just kept hitting me on the head. And then I realized every time I was saying, Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like her. Oh, I don't like her energy or I don't like this. I was basically saying to, you know, creator or universe, I would tell them like, oh, I don't like high vibrational things. I don't like a lot of joy. So we have to be really mindful of our energy and how we perceive things because everything that we say we enjoy, we attract more of, okay? Or not enjoy, but everything we give it more attention, okay? And this is very, these are energy laws of the world. And I'm very passionate about all this because I've really realized like at times I really repelled my dream life. I mean, somebody would be achieving something on stage and I'd be jealous of her uh, walking the stage. And then yet I would be saying in my secret affirmations that I want to be, I have those similar goals as well. Well, how could I not be cheering that person on and secretly wanting it for myself? And so in the last five, seven years, I've really learned to embrace celebrating other people if they have big, bigger success than me or if they're having similar success to me and embracing that. Because as I embrace who they are and what they're achieving and their high vibration and their joy and their celebration and their happiness. The more I celebrate all these things that are really awesome in life, the more I attract more goodness to me because it's like saying to the universe, like, Oh, I really love that. I love that so much. And that, per, that creator, that force of energy just keeps saying, Oh, she really likes that. She really likes that. I'm going to give her more of it. So whenever you're like, oh, I really don't like that. Don't like that person being successful. I don't like this. Or like, you know, I see people like they'll be watching, looking somebody driving their dream car and be somewhat envious or jealous. You're literally repelling that very thing that you would technically desire. So if you see your dream car on the road, somebody driving that dream car, like I, every time I see a G wagon, Hannah, I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I'm so happy for that person that's driving that G wagon. Or like somebody driving a, a white Mercedes, which is my next car. I'm like, I love that car. I love that car. I love <laughs> it so much, right? So just like be, feeling is so much more into these high vibrational things. And one other great book is uh, Rhonda Burns, The Power. I mean, I've always got that lying around my house. It's something that I embody a lot. And she's got in there a little like a grid on high vibrational feelings and low vibrational feelings. And, you know, like jealousy, shame, misery, it's like all all of the low vibration. So if we really want to manifest and create the very best life that we were created with that purpose in mind, we literally uh, have to start embodying those higher vibrations. And sometimes when we're in a miserable pit, we just have to look at inside of ourselves and be like, you know what, why, why am I not uh, really, why is why is this person bothering me so much? And maybe just jotting it down, journaling through it. Um, I really, in the last few years, embodying gratitude and forgiveness have been two of the biggest practices in my life. And forgiving myself, forgiving myself for being judgmental, forgiving myself for 
feeling less, less adequate. And, you know, when you start to forgive yourself, because everything that we ever encountered in our life has been put in our cells. Okay. So our body actually holds a lot of emotion. And so forget, you know, people say gratitude. Well, you've got to empty out with a lot of forgiveness and then fill in with a lot of gratitude. And so forgiving yourself for having those wrong thoughts, forgiving yourself for, you know, holding on to grudges or resentment or jealousy or any of those things that don't serve us in any way and start to really fill your cup in with a lot of gratitude for the current life circumstances that you have and for like the littlest things and just really practicing that on a daily basis. And you'll see your whole life start to shift. And when people bother you, just be like, what is it inside of me that is a reflection of that? Because we all are all mirrors of everything that's outside of ourselves. Wow. Yeah, this is a really deep one, isn't it? Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, the, the book that you mentioned earlier, The Power, is, is that right? Yeah, The Power by Rhonda Burns is so great. Yeah, that's, that's a good one to look at. I will mm-hmm. definitely be flicking through. Do you truly believe that one can live life on their own terms or is this a myth Mm, that's a good one you know I really believe that based on your level of faith that will determine whether that's a myth or a reality to you because if you have doubt then nothing can stem out of doubt everything is created by faith like I was just talking earlier about stepping into that person that you believe if you step with every fiber of your body into the person that you truly would love to become and you don't leave an ounce of doubt. And every time out doubt comes in, I use this metaphor, like every time doubt comes in or like a terrible thought, which we are, we're all not immune to it. It comes in our life and our mission when we're on this path is to become as aligned as possible with that next version of ourselves. And we're always reinventing ourselves. We're always getting to the next level of ourselves, but really being so mindful of that, that every time a negative thought comes in or a doubt comes in, I'm always going cancel, delete, cancel, delete, <laughs> cancel, delete. I, I'm not taking that one. No, I'm not. I'm Alexandra Sobe, million dollar mom here, you know, like leaving the world better than I found it. So really reaffirming who you are on a constant basis, reaffirming, 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 and really having undeniable faith because you know, you, the laws of the universe really are aligned with how powerful your faith is. So if you walk into the room with a little bit of doubt, or you're believing that it's a myth to create their dream life, then you're, you're going to walk in with that type of energy. But if it's undeniable to you that you are absolutely creating that goal that you've set out for yourself, you're going to step into that as a brand new woman walking in there with so much strength and energy. And so leaving behind so much of what media tells us and like, I, I listen, like I, this could be so deep because I realized when I started to reprogram myself for success, I stopped listening to the news. I stopped listening to radio. I stopped listening to so many things and people are like, oh my God, you're not informed. Oh, trust me, you're very informed because people will end up telling you what's going on in the world. But uh, you know, one thing I realized when <laughs> I, I first started, yeah, <laughs> you're going to find out. You're going to find out. If it's really that serious, someone's going to tell you somewhere down the line, right? <laughs> totally. Sure. You're always going to find out. I mean, I haven't listened to news in 10 years. I definitely saw, I definitely was knew all about the pandemic. I knew all about the, all the new rules. I found out everything. So everybody told me it worked out, <laughs> uh, you know, but all that to say is that when I first got on this journey of being really mindful of even the smallest things, Hannah, like I was listening to the radio and they were like, clear your credit card. 
You could earn $2,000 if you call in now. This is programming. So being really discerning what is programming you and what being at the gate of your mind. And that's why we started this call, just, you know, this podcast saying, you know, being at the gate of your mind and feeding yourself the good stuff. When I heard that, literally, when I started getting on this journey, I started to realize that they're almost conditioning us to be in this warp of being in debt, of thinking that $2,000 is a lot of money. And, you know, I know that may be a lot of money for anybody that's listening at right now at this moment in this space and time. But what I know is that we all have the capability of building something so much bigger. And we were meant for that to live. And I really believe that abundance is our birthright. Uh, if anybody wants to really get on that path of really getting into the science of getting wealthy, there's two specific books that have really transformed my life that I always go back to as well. It's the science of getting rich and think and grow rich. They're both terribly boring. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> They're terribly boring. But if you read, <laughs> but it's true. Cause I remember somebody telling me to read this. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so boring. This is really boring. But you know, one thing it's not meant to be like a book that you read for like hours at a time, but it's meant to be books that you pick up, you read for 10, 15 minutes. And like the thoughts kind of simmer into you. And if one of the ones, uh, I believe it's yeah, the science of getting rich. He says, you know, abun- you were made to be- live in abundance. You were abundance is your birthright. And I truly believe that. And I feel like we've been conditioned in other ways to think that we're not and that, you know, life is supposed to be a struggle and you're supposed to be, you know, b- biting at the teeth to get to- forward and being competition. But I really don't believe in competition. I love what you're doing, Hannah. I love everything about collaboration because I really feel like the next decades to come is all about collaboration. And the more that we all use our strength and especially women, I mean, women are so powerful in their own way when they actually do step in their God-given confidence, they can truly build and create the life on their own terms. And if they really do that with no doubt in their mind. So I'd say to anybody listening in, kick that idea that living your life on your own terms is a myth and embody it all. Just write out your story of your life and don't let room for doubt. I, I actually did um, a mind movie. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's like a vision board, but in a movie with a song. And I list, I wrote out what I wanted in my life, what I wanted to create, where I wanted to live. I wrote out like the type of husband that I wanted. This was like 12 years ago. And uh, funny enough, today I pinched myself because when we relocated to Florida, that was one of the things that I wrote and I had put in my vision movie. And Sure enough, even the house, the picture of the house looks exactly the same. And I even I had the bottom of that, at the end of that video, I had two little girls. And funny enough, I have two little girls. And so our subconscious brain is so powerful. It will do what you feed it. It will do what you tell it. It will embody what you're saying you are. And so being really mindful of who are you around because you become who you be hanging out with. Who are you? What are you feeding your mind? Are you on default all the time? Because the reality is, is what the, what the world is offering us on default is junk. So if you're really going to be mindful about creating your life, dream of your life, life of your dreams, it's really being mindful about what you're reading, what you're listening to, who you're hanging out with. I mean, I, I have my, my people that I reassess on a year to year basis, my husband of like, who's my five minute friend? Who's my you know, one evening a month friend? like couples and who's my like weekend friend who are people that I want to do life with that elevate me and that help me dream bigger and be embodying that next version of myself. And we all have those people and those people will shift from time to time. And you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay because you're on a path to servanthood. And if you're listening to this, you're stepping into leadership. 
And uh, like we mentioned earlier, you can't be caught up with trying to please everybody. You got to be really on the path to, to really embody and leave people better. And sometimes that's leaving some people a little bit less, it's hanging out a little bit less with them so that you can become the best version of yourself so that you can serve them better in the long run. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think, um, you know, I want to acknowledge you as well for how remarkable you are and how you've transformed your life. Um, And the vision board that you mentioned and, you know, creating that story 12 years ago is just fascinating because, as you say, you manifest that for yourself. Like you, your subconscious has allowed you to step into that, the future woman that you wanted yourself to be. Um, If anything, I'm going to say this to, to everyone today please, please turn down the radio whenever you hear the ads come on or like switch the television. When you see something coming on about credit cards or whatever, just just cut it out of your life because it's just so unnecessary to have it there. It just doesn't serve you in any way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. Um, so next question I have for you is, is there a daily routine that you practice that has worked for you? And if yes, can you please share this with us? Mm, yes. Oh, my gosh. You guys, whenever I, even just relocating right now, we just relocated in the last five months. And I, I got totally shambled with sometimes in life events, you, you lose your structure, right? And you got to re- recreate that. And since January, I just started going back to waking up at 5.30 a.m. And I can tell you, you know, some people that are late bloom, like they love to night hawks, they're listening to this and they're going, oh my God, this is what works for me. And I know for a fact that it's changed my whole entire life. And every time I, it changes my life, and it changes my days. So the days that I do this, it changes my days. And then therefore, if you do this often enough, it becomes a habit, it becomes your character and it changes your life. And so waking up at 5.30 AM and really being in silence, like I, I take time to meditate, I take time to journal, I read, I really get centered. And it really just gives, I know some people do Robin Sharma's uh, 5 AM club, which involves exercise. I do a bit of stretch, but I don't necessarily do that. This is just really time for me to really have that empty time. And for any moms listening in, it will be life-changing for you to to get this in or at least wake up a half hour earlier than your kids. I mean, it's challenging to implement in the beginning, but it has been so life-changing for me to wake up earlier and just have that little bit of silent time for myself. I'm a better mom for it. I'm a better wife for it. I'm a better business leader it's just, it's changed so much. And of course, exercising every day, making sure that, you know, that I watch my three rings are done. I get kind of competitive with myself with my three rings, uh, just being accountable to yourself and having movement in your body, because anything that you do, you know, there's that saying, it says, uh, how you do anything is how you do everything. I'm really mindful of that. So waking up early and really getting movement in my body are those two things that definitely help every other aspect, like those power of 15 minutes and all these different things. They all kind of compound over each other because my focus is so much clearer when I do wake up in the morning and have that little bit of time for myself to journal and to read and really focus on what I'm creating. Because again, it all stems from intention. And I've noticed it like for those two, three months when we were really relocating, I kind of lost grasp of that routine. And um, shame on me, but not shame on me. That's not, that's not really the word, but it's just like, oh my gosh, uh, you know, I got off track. And when I got back to that routine, I just saw so much more mental clarity and my intention and like my, my, everything was just so different from waking up early. So definitely, I, I definitely encourage that. And I start every day journaling and writing out gratitudes, you know, just being thankful for the small things. And sometimes I pick new themes because I find I can be so redundant, like my health, my family, my kids. And like, so being like, you know, being mindful of like, oh, okay, today I'm going to throw gratitude towards 
this life experience? What did I love about this life experience? I just try to expand my gratitude practice in different aspects, but that's what I do when I journal. What would be the one single advice that you would tell the 16-year-old Alexandra about life if it were your last day? Mm, Oh my gosh, Hannah, I love this question. Okay, and I actually did a Facebook post uh, yesterday about this because I was sitting on the beach meditating and I thought, what would I say to that younger self? And the one thing I would say is don't let anybody steal your power and your joy. Because those are two things that we have innately in us. And we've been plunged into a world of judgment and criticism and you know shame and all these things. And just letting go of that. And anytime somebody tries to take away your power or your inner joy don't don't accept it stand in stand in your power stand in your joy and one of the major things is really casting that vision for yourself of where you want to go forgive often live and let go these are all kind of things that I live by but I wish my 16 year old self would have felt that and embodied that much earlier because life just becomes so blissful when we forgive often and we give thanks often and life just becomes a different version of ourselves and so on that note, I really, really am so thankful that you invited me here today, Hannah. I just feel so blessed to, to pass on some of these little bit of wisdoms that I've, I've acquired in the last 10 years. Thank you so much for coming on, Alexandra. It's been delightful to have you on. I'm sure that my listeners have found such great value in tuning in today. If you'd like to learn more about Alexandra Suave, then head over to her Instagram page or you can go to her webpage at Alexandra Suave. If you want to hear more from this podcast, then go on to www.talkingrespect.com or you can head over to Apple and Spotify. Once again, thank you for listening. This is Talking Respect.